Paxton Quigley is rolling out the green carpet, talking to the creme de la creme of innovators and influencers who are shaping the world of cannabis and culture. Welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. And to provide more details, we're happy to have with us today the director of this unique master's program, Dr. Leah Sarah. Dr. Sarah, welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I wish I could go back and, and, and maybe get this degree, but I think uh, I'll keep going with what I'm doing right now. Um, tell me, what is the main goal of the master's program? And did you experience any pushback when you initially proposed it? The main goal of our program is to provide a foundation in cannabis science uh, and cannabis policy to a really diverse group of students who are coming from many different academic and professional backgrounds and who are going to go back out into different areas of uh, medical cannabis field. Um, and in terms of pushback, really we we did not. It was um, very, uh, certainly from the cannabis industry, we've had a lot of support, but even in getting it approved by our Maryland Higher Education Commission, uh, I think that we have reached, you know, we have reached the right point where um, educators and, and clinicians were really ready for this type of degree. Uh, and so even though there were a lot of you know, questions about the program, um, we really didn't receive a lot of pushback or you know, kind of negative feedback when we proposed it. And what about, let's say, out in the community? Were there people uh, who were against it, so to speak? Did you have that kind of pushback from, shall we say, the general population? Well, I don't know about the general population because most of the people who've contacted me with, with interest in the program are, are interested in this area. And we had just an overwhelmingly positive response from potential students interested in, in taking the degree or taking the, the courses and um, in professionals in the, in the industry currently who, you know, wanted to support the program and, and be a part of it in some way. Interesting. Now, uh, tell our listeners what the, the main undergrad requirements are to be accepted into the program and who was encouraged to apply. We, uh, one of our goals is to welcome, as I said, a, a very diverse cohort of students every year. Um, and so the only strict requirement for enrollment in our program is a bachelor's degree. And that can be a bachelor's degree in any academic field, even though we are a master of science program and there is obviously a lot of uh, you know, science, including pharmacology and chemistry and, and you know, therapeutics and clinical topics, we teach in our program all of that foundational knowledge that is needed to be successful in the program. So we don't require students to um, take prerequisite science courses or anything like that. We, we want students to um, come from, you know, the, the whatever background that they have and be able to enroll in the program. And we do have about 
half of our students who have a science or medical background, and the other half are, um, we have attorneys, we have public health professionals, um, we have uh, business professionals and entrepreneurs, um, and, and we have students who are just finishing their bachelor's degree and, and students who are coming back uh, for you know, a, a career change or even out of retirement um, to complete our degree. What's the ratio between men and women? Are there more men interested or is it half and half? Would you say? It's rough. It's it's roughly half and half, but in both of our cohorts, we've had slightly more women um, than men. Did that surprise you that you saw uh, more women than men? Um, I, I I don't I don't know if it surprised me. There's there's so um, this is so new that we're really just learning. You know, you know, this is only the second year of our program, and so we're really still in a in a learning process. You know, in terms of determining, you know, what types of individuals and students are, are interested in the program. Interesting. Now, will they be conducting any kind of medical research, helping in the lab, on a lab, or what will be happening uh, there? Well, currently, we don't do any research in the program. There's no hands-on component. Um, students don't, you know, touch the, the plant at all um, in, our, in our program. And um, it's all theoretical, uh, theoretical learning, you know, and um, so they, and it's all primarily online and asynchronous, meaning students don't have to log on at any specific time for courses, really gives our students a lot of flexibility in how they complete the courses, which is, a, it's good because the vast majority of our students are working professionals. It's a part-time master's degree. And so we don't have a lot of full-time students in our program. And we want to make sure it's as accessible as possible to students. Interesting. Now, once a student finishes the program, what type of jobs will be available to them? And will you have any kind of placement program? So we, um, we haven't graduated our first cohort yet. They graduate in May of 2021, so this coming spring. Um, so we don't have any data yet on what they'll do when they get out, but we anticipate that students will um, be able to leapfrog over some entry-level positions in industry, um, such as in you know, dispensaries or processors or, or, or um, in, uh, businesses like that. Um, but they also may go back to their own um, their own places of work. You know, we have clinicians in the program who are likely to go back to their medical practice and bring the knowledge that they've gained to make changes in their clinical practice. So, uh, and likewise, students who are interested in policy, you know, may, you know, will, we hope will go back and to their, their states and their localities and help to advocate for patients who are using medical cannabis um, and to you know, promote the development of these well-informed cannabis policies. You know, we have a, a number of uh, listeners that come from all over the world, uh, many from, uh, for example, from India, as well as Canada and some of the South American countries. Uh, do you think this would be a program uh, that, that you would be interested in, in having them be involved in? We do have some international students that are a part of our program. You know, the, the one, one requirement that we do have, um, at least in, in times when there's not a global pandemic, is that we have two um, live symposiums, um, one per semester 
at our campus in Rockville, Maryland. And so students have to be able to commit to coming to those, to those, um, those programs. They are a requirement of enrollment. Um, but other than that, you know, we welcome, you know, we have students from all over the country. And as I said, we do have some international students. So we really welcome, you know, any student that is interested in being a part of our program. Uh, tell me, what are the tuition costs for the complete master's program? And is there any financial aid available? The, the in-state tuition for Maryland residents is about $20,000 for the entire program, and it's about $25,000 for um, out-of-state tuition for the entire two-year program. Um, and students can apply for, you know, for financial aid to assist with, you know, paying for the program. And of the students, uh, how many people are, are applying for financial aid? Would you say a quarter of the people or, or don't you even have figures on that? Um, I don't. I mean, we, you know, they are figures that, you know, I, you know, I could have access to, but they're not something I have off the top of my head. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we need to take a short break, but be sure to come back and we'll continue our conversation with Dr. Leah Sarah, who was telling us about the University of Maryland's Medical Cannabis Master's Program. We are also going to be asking Dr. Sarah about the father of medical cannabis research. Don't go away. More High Society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at shoogies.com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take anywhere treat. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. 
Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Society with Paxton Quigley, where we have been speaking with Dr. Leah Sarah. I understand the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy, Pharmacy excuse me, recently held a lecture that was uh, attended virtually, and your uh, speaker was the well-known Dr. Raphael Meshulam. He's uh, an Israeli chemist uh, who isolated and identified THC and uh, and THC, folks, is just one of 113 known cannabinoids that are found in the in the cannabis plant. Can can you share uh, some of the high points of what Dr. Mishulam's lecture was about? And I do understand, and I read that he had great praise for your master's program. So congratulations! Thank you. It was such an honor to to meet him virtually and a gift to have him come and speak with our students, you know, online live from, from Israel. Um, his talk was, you know, a, a perspective on the history of, of cannabis research and, and his own involvement uh, over the last several decades in, in cannabis research, um, as well as um, some thoughts on what, you know, uh, the future of cannabinoid research would be. Um, and, it really, he whether you're just starting out in this field, and we do have we have lots of students who don't have any experience in the cannabis field, and we have students who are you know, really already experts in the cannabis field. And no matter where you are in your journey in this field, Dr. Mishulam's um, research has impacted you um, because it's just uh, you know it's just. Uh, a basis for so many things that we know about how cannabis works in the body. Uh, and it was a, just a great experience to have him talk to our students about the past and the future of cannabis research. What did he specifically say about the future? Did he talk about uh, that cannabis would help diseases that we never thought could be helped? What was his, 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 his shall we say, his, his future bowl out there? <laughs> That there are there are a lot of different conditions that you know are there's a lot of promising you know preclinical and even some clinical research. Um, there's a lot of interest in the use of cannabinoids to treat addiction, for instance, um, you know, and other <clears throat> other psychiatric conditions. Um, there is you know interest in you know obviously there's a lot of interest in cannabinoids to treat things like pain and epilepsy. Um, and even some, you know, interest in the effect of cannabinoids on diabetes. So it's really a wide range of conditions, which makes sense because we know that the endocannabinoid system is involved in so many of our, you know, biological processes. So there's a lot of potential for research into many of the ways in which these biological processes can go wrong. Um, and so those are a few that he spoke about specifically. Is he, I know he's a, an elderly man now, uh, is he actually still involved with, with uh, uh, doing research or has he turned a lot of that over to uh, other people? My understanding is that he is, you know, still active in, in the cannabis research community. So I think that he still does, um, you know, participate in, in 
you know, in, in the research and with his lab. Now, this is a question that you might be surprised that I'm going to ask you, but are there the students that you have, how many of them are smoking marijuana? Do you know anything about that? Or is that something that is not discussed at all? No, we don't ever ask students about their, their personal use. You know, we have students who, um, you know, are, are in this program for, you know, a, a number of reasons, you know, whether it's that they have had, um, you know, personal experience using medical cannabis or experience with a loved one or never have, but are interested in its, you know, effects on, on you know, or its potential as a therapeutic agent, but whether or not students use it is not, you know, really something that's relevant to their, you know, experience or to my relationship with them as an instructor or program director. Have you talked to other universities in the United States about your program or have they contacted you uh, because perhaps they want to start a program like yours? We haven't been in contact with too many, but I, I'm sure that, you know, you know, we, you know, may have been the, the first, you know, grad master of science program in the country to, to really focus on comprehensive cannabis education, but I, I know that we won't be the last. And, um, you know, I do think that, you know, there are going to be, you know, lots of different types of programs that will be developed, you know, over the next, you know, you know, several years, you know, in the next five years, I would not be surprised to see more, you know, similar programs being approved and um, uh, available to students. Are there any of your professors who are actually doing any research themselves in the in the area? Um, no, at the like I said, at the School of Pharmacy, we're not currently doing um, uh, cannabis research. Um, you know, that's, that may be something that um, we will we will do in the future, um, but uh, but not currently. Most of our uh, professors, we do have some um, we do have some you know external experts that you know, assist in course development and teaching, but most of our uh, professors are school of full-time school of pharmacy faculty, either from our, um, uh, from our pharmaceutical sciences department to our experts in things like pharmacology, pharmaceutics, you know, which is the development of um, drug formulations and, and devices um, in chem medicinal chemistry. Um, we have faculty from our uh, pharmacy practice department who are uh, experts in um, psychiatry, oncology, pharmacy. Um, my own my own background is in pain management and palliative care, um, or, or which is you know care of people with advanced illness. Um, you know, and, and we also have um, faculty from other schools, such as the law school at the University of Maryland in Baltimore. So we have a lot of um, a lot of uh, experts in the area of, of um, medication science and health that we can draw on to develop and teach these courses. And do you think that uh, you'll roll out the program even more than it is? Uh, and, and, and maybe perhaps, uh, shall we say, uh, be involved in helping other universities get their program started? Do you foresee doing something like that since obviously you're the leader right now in, uh, in having this degree? You know, I, I think that we certainly have a lot of um, or, you know, 
there are several students who are educators in our program. And so it wouldn't surprise me at all for the students to, um, to graduate from our program and then go on to develop other educational offerings, um, you know, in their own area, in, in their own, you know, institutions or, or different areas. Um, we certainly hope to continue to expand our own program um, and, you know, grow it in terms of the, the types of courses that we offer. Um, so I think that there's a lot of opportunity for expansion, both, you know, within our program and within cannabis education as a whole. We need to take a short break, but be sure to come back and we'll continue our conversation with Dr. Leah Sarah, the director of the first graduate program in medical marijuana at the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy. More High Society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Lady Marijuana Lama tell you something now About a game for your phone Gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Society with Paxton Quigley, where we have been speaking with Dr. Leah Sarah, the director of the first graduate program in medical marijuana at the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy. 
Well, I'm really happy to have you on today because uh, I think it's really interesting for a lot of our listeners to um, to learn about the program because I think some of them out there, uh, you know, they, they listen to the show a lot and I think this might be a way for them to get even more involved and not just be listening to what doctors are doing and all that, but that they too can be in, in involved in the program. So can you... Uh, tell our listeners where they can uh, find more information on the web? Uh, yep, you can go to, to our website, which is pharmacy.umaryland.edu. Um, you know, and, and I'm happy to send, you know, the specific web address for, for our program, you know, if there's somewhere that it can be posted. Um, but our pharmacy school website will have links to the Master of Science in Medical Cannabis program. And we have a lot of information on the site, including information on how to apply, information on our curriculum, course descriptions, um, really, you know, everything that you need to know, you know, about the program is on the website. And of course, you, you can always um, contact us. Our, our program email is also on the website with additional or specific questions. Now, are you accepting new students uh, for, let's say, uh, a, I don't know if it's in the winter time or um, how is that working out? Currently, we, we are accepting applications for next fall, fall of 2021. Um, we only enroll students currently in the fall semester. Um, and so that application, those applications are, are open um, and, you know, will be open until um, around February or March of 2021. Now, I just, this is for myself, I think, or maybe for others. Uh, I have a degree in communications. And if I applied for your program, would you look at this and say, no, she's not really right for the program? Absolutely not. You know, like I said earlier, only about half of our students have a medical or science background. And we have folks you know, just like you who have, you know, bachelors in, in communication studies, we have business professionals, entrepreneurs, educators, uh, we even have, you know, a few artists in the program. We really embrace a cohort that can provide different perspectives to each other and to us as faculty as we work to improve the program. We know that there are so many facets to this field and this industry that, you know, we want to provide that foundation of cannabis science to as wide a variety of students as possible so that they can then go back into all of these little niches and, and areas of the cannabis field um, and do great things. Well, I've really enjoyed talking with you and perhaps a year from now, we can get back and talk again, and you can tell us how the program is going. And I wish you and, and the faculty uh, much luck. And thank you very much for being on the show. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, Paxton. Thank you so much for having me. Certainly. And thank you again for, for being on High Society with Paxton Quigley. And again, we look forward to have you on in the coming year, or maybe. But Wonderful. thank you. Good. And folks, as we close today's show, please remember that my novel, Just Try Me, is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. And to all of our listeners, you can visit us on Twitter, 
Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram by going to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Please stay safe. Do wear a mask. Stay in touch. I'm Paxton Quigley. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.